0: I'm wrestling, do not weep for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me.
1: What's up everybody? This is Ben Askren, and you're listening to episode number 49 of the T Rowan Funky Show. Brought to you as always by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Tommy, what's up, man?
0: Nothing much, my man. Just living the dream, ready to get after it and talk about all the good things that are going on in wrestling right now.
1: It is, it is wrestling season. I want to let you know we did pick up another sponsor. We picked up Dolomer Mats. Uh, obviously, they've been around forever in the wrestling the community, they have that uh, fantastic new technology where you don't even have to uh, use tape to tape them together. Or to you're, put, acting
0: li- you're acting like you don't have like to I use did-
1: tape to put them together.
0: That's awesome. You're acting like I didn't know that we picked up a new sponsor. Like. You just wanted to let me well, know no, that.
1: I, I well, no, I was telling the audience because they, did <laughs> they
0: didn't know. They didn't know. How you yeah, doing since the Trump victory? You know, I uh, mean, are, are you still doing a victory dance in the streets? Or You know
1: what? I, I didn't want to brag because it, I didn't want it to be like, and this is what I see on Facebook, and I've and i I've pretty much stayed off Facebook and haven't watched much news last week because of how people are acting. But oh, I didn't want it to be like, my guy won. See, I'm smarter than you. You're an idiot. I didn't want it to be like that. I thought Trump was the best candidate for America, for we the people, to help our 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 country uh, grow and prosper. So I didn't want to be like I won. It was just like, yeah, I, I'm very, am I very content that Trump won? Yes, I'm very content that Trump won. Do I think he was the best candidate for the job? Yes, I do. Um, but the amount of hatred going on on Facebook is just like. I, I've been off it, because it's been blowing my mind. I, mean, it's,
0: it's, it's, I, I, I need to get off it, too. And really, I mean,
1: Tommy, it's to me, it's bizarre from the one side, and I might even take some heat for this, but uh, you know, the side that doesn't like Trump is saying, the only people that voted for Trump are the dumb, redneck, uneducated white people. And it's like, to me, it's like, well, you people are the one who are offend, offended all the time, the, the people who, who are saying these type of things, right? And it's like, well, what if I said the majority of um, majority of black voters who are on welfare voted for Hillary, because that's yeah. what happened. But that, but I, I wouldn't do that because that lumpy categories, and that's what makes people mad, and that's what makes people hate each other. So neither side should do that. You know, we should stick to the issues as opposed to trying to demonize who voted for the other candidate. It's ridiculous.
0: Or, or you know, the the, the part that bothers me the most is that since you vote. Vote for a candidate, and I'm saying the same thing you're saying, but since you vote for a candidate, you then therefore inherit their characteristics as a person. Sure,
1: sure, sure. It's like,
0: what planet are we on right now, guys? I mean, mean, my my buddy said it best. He's like, you know, if you think Trump's uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing, if you watch NFL football, that means you endorse every single football player on the NFL football field's behaviors off the field. And it's like, we know that's not the case. We know we don't. Endorse, you know, a man punching a woman in the face, but it's the same type of thing. Since you're supporting that person's profession, you then inherit their personal characteristics as a hurt as a human being. Sure. And so it's difficult. Um, I got to give you credit, Ben. Plus, we had a very nice, uh, well thought out email from from a fan of ours, and he went into how in episode one you said <laughs> you're a Trump guy. And you did say in episode one of this podcast that you're a Trump guy, that you think he's the best candidate. I said I won't be voting for Trump. In that case, it was for (laughs) the primary. For the primary, of course. I did say in episode one that he's good for the American political landscape. So I will say that I did say that. But I also said I won't be voting for him. Um, Ben, I got to give you some props, man, because you call a lot of things out. And, uh, you know... I can't say that you were right about Trump being a good president because we don't know that yet, right? We don't
1: don't know; it's still to be determined.
0: But you were right about the country getting behind this guy and voting for him.
1: Yeah, and and, props. Well, thank you, Tommy. And and the other thing that's bugged me right now, and like I said, I'm not trying to brag by any sense of imagination. I just I wanted the best candidate for America. I want America to prosper. Um, And I want us to all get along, frankly, because like I said, the fighting on Facebook and everything else is like, I'm just staying out of that shit. I don't
0: know why people say Trump's a xenophobe. He's married two immigrants.
1: Hello, McFly. I know. It's so (laughs) serious. Anyway, these people are – I mean people around the world who are oppressed protest for democratic elections. People in America are protesting the democratic election. We had a free democratic (laughs) election in which one candidate won. And people are protesting because they don't like who won. Like, what What are you doing?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: my God. Go, and most people probably don't have a job or something. That's why they're protesting. I mean, how, <laughs> else, how else do you have that amount of time?
0: Right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's rough. It's rough. Um, it's so, going to be an interesting dynamic in this country. It's going to be.
1: Let's get along, America. Let's, do it. Let's, let's do it. let's do it. Okay, so let's get off the – I, I do a, well, you know what? We are kind of getting off the political stuff, but we're going to start with um,
0: – Let's start with at, it. Let's the, start with let's bring that heat.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and uh, I, t- Tommy, you know, and Matt, Matt, the guy who wrote the email, said it would be more fun if we disagreed, but I think we'd agree on all that stuff. Did you see that the Columbia University wrestling team has um, has been suspended for – they didn't give a time period. They said kind of the season –
0: they want to get it further
1: these private messages i guess there's a group messaging app that the team was using have it. you
0: read the messages
1: yeah they're bad but i've seen worse
0: yeah i haven't read them yet i'm trying oh, to look them up it's kind Send of hard me a to link, find, it's man. kind of
1: hard to find them on google cuz i was trying to tell my wife about them um, and yeah, can you try
0: to find them and read them off without saying the ex- if there are expletives
1: yeah i see. i can't that. find it man I i'm trying do that it was um, okay so yeah so anyways but there's, there, I think there's a lot of things, and I don't have, I, I don't have legal knowledge here, Tommy. But number one, why would you suspend the entire team, not just a handful of people who are the violators? Because I'm sure it wasn't the entire team sending the messages. This was also right? in
0: 2014. So it, I mean,
1: it goes back to 2014, but it goes into the current.
0: Okay, okay, shows um, what I.
1: Yeah, but I believe it goes into the current, um, and so. Number one, I mean, it's a private message. device. It's not a public forum in any way, shape, or form. So is that even legal? Can you take private stuff like that or no?
0: I don't know, man. I really don't know.
1: Okay. And then, um, you know, for me, it's like, uh, you know, like I said, why didn't they just suspend the handful of athletes who were the violators? I mean, it's because, know how many you know, and, and, I, and I'm
0: saying this without reading the comments, but we just live in a CYA society. See, and oh, covered cover your, your ass cover it. and and um that 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 is not any more pre- okay i, I found them it's not any more prevalent than academia and it's just you know it's like it's like have you ever seen the sin of a woman you ever seen that movie um, no i haven't but the al pacino oh gosh it's the greatest it. movie monologue ever um, anyways, talking about cradle leadership and really what is an education and things of that nature. You know, I'm just, I'm just concerned that, you know, it's like, is this what's best for those kids? And, you know, but I, I also don't know. But the, at the
1: same time, Tommy, I mean, they didn't break any laws. There was, there were zero laws broken here, right? So can you read this stuff? Don't use um,
0: expletives. We'll be able to. Yeah, I, w- I
1: will. I won't read it. And it, you know, it is, it is kind of bad. And should, would I say this, this stuff? No, highly unlikely. Um. But that being well, high, is it bad enough where
0: you can't read it?
1: Columbia, b i t c h's, feel entitled to something when in reality they're all socially awkward. Blank.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean that that's bad, but like not breaking the laws. Like people in Africa still can't tell time, and that's why even if we gave them free eighth medicine, they wouldn't be able to use it properly. Um. It's bad. Uh, people in Ferguson, they only broke into rim shops and pawn shops. And they, they There was an expletive in there. Um, how would I – I don't even know what this because they got some letters blank. This one says, how would I obtain a girlfriend? I barely pull and there's some letters missing. and I, I'm not even really sure what it says to tell you the truth. What a gay F word. She's your Latina porn star because you're a white male, um, which I'm not even – that doesn't even make sense. I don't understand what it means um, so you know those are definitely that's not that's not a, that's that that is some locker room talk if you're using um, Donald Trump words here, but um, definitely no breaking of the law in any way, shape or form or uh, I don't know what do you feel? you feel like these guys should have got the whole team should have got suspended for this
0: you know it's it's indefensible words that unfortunately get used a lot. I I I think it, as sad as it is that these kids, you know, said that stuff. I don't know that their wrestling season should be taken away.
1: Yeah.
0: If well, if the depth if the depth of their comments isn't any deeper than a group chat, you know, yeah. there, there should there should be there should be reconciliation and corrective action for what they did.
1: Yeah,
0: no okay. doubt about it. No but doubt. to take away their wrestling season. You know, I'm not sure that 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 fits.
1: Yeah. Punishment fits the crime. What about you? Uh, Yeah, I would venture to say the same thing.
0: So, Ben, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. What? All right. I Uh, know that you and I probably have a little bit more of a conservative lean than than liberal lean. Although, I think socially, in a lot of ways, we're liberal.
1: uh, Yeah, I would say socially liberal. But some of these people, everyone, I just... Like you Tommy you could try as hard as you can and you won't be able to offend me I just for the love of me I can't see how people get offended so easily by words like
0: I think I think we should have Hudson Taylor you our...
1: can just you can say whatever you want to me I'm not gonna get offended that's your thought process you might be stupid you might be smart you might have a good point you might have a bad point but that that's you like if if I, if I don't agree with you I'm just not going to listen to you you know it's as simple as it is. I, I
0: I think that about you. That nothing that it would take a lot to offend you. It doesn't take much to offend me, though. Really? <laughs> no, I don't get offended, but okay. I but I but I am a sensitive person.
1: Um. Yeah. Hudson Taylor obviously has a strong liberal lean, and I you know I I,
0: I think we would have an interesting. Him and my discussion. brother
1: wrestled a lot, and I, I follow his Facebook. And um, yeah. I, I guess I don't know what the discussion would be. I guess we would just start with him and say, "What what's you can ob- talk
0: about what,
1: What's your objective here?" And, uh, and then we go from there. Yeah, let's do it. Because he's in Athletes in Action about uh, promoting equality, uh, equality and openness. Uh, well,
0: I mean, he certainly has a very noble initiative in place. I mean, I'm not going to argue that what he does is bad. It's good. But sometimes, you know, he takes positions that I'd love to engage in dialogue with him about. You know what I mean?
1: Sure, sure. I agree.
0: Well, let's consider Let's get on to
1: the wrestling.
0: Okay, dude. Let's go.
1: All right, Bill Farrell, I really – I mean, we, we can mention the other weight classes, but really the, the two fun weight classes are the ones where
0: – I want to mention Hunter Stiebler.
1: Okay. Well, you're just going to skip to that weight class. Go ahead.
0: No, <laughs> not Logan Hunter.
1: I know Hunter. That was a, non, that was a non-Olympic Team Trials weight – or non-World Team Trials weight class. Yeah,
0: Hunter did good. He's a he bucket. That's, That's all I got to say. Back. Well, now That's he's, all now he's, now he's I- a Sooner. <laughs> He's a Buckeye.
1: Okay, so let's get because these two brackets were deep, sixty-one and seventy. Um, yep. Let's start with sixty-one. Obviously, uh, your man Logan Steber, took everybody out very oh, impressively. Yeah. But there, there's there's so much to talk about. I'm just looking. I'm looking at the bracket now, Tommy. There's so much to talk about in this bracket.
0: There's no doubt. Um, should we start with Logan or end with Logan? Oh, uh,
1: let's start with Logan. Um, you know the one notable. Entry that's missing here is Tony Ramos. Obviously, you know I—I w- I don't know where he was at, um, but he was the United States representative in the World Cup at 61 kilos. So it's not like he's not accustomed to wrestling this weight class. So I don't know if him getting getting his ass kicked by Cody Brewer made him salty to the process, or why he didn't show up to try to participate here because obviously he was eligible. No doubt. You have any idea?
0: Nah, no, I don't no. think so. I mean. i I don't think he's big enough for the weight
1: but he wrestled at the world cup and you know and honestly tommy a lot of these guys a lot of these guys are 57 kilo guys Nashawn garrett's a 57 kilo guy um alan waters is a 57 kilo guy andrew Hotchester's is a 57 kilo guy so there's a lot of 57 kilo guys in this bracket true so okay let's go logan steber what do you what's your take
0: I, I think the biggest takeaway I have is not necessarily how he wrestled although he wrestled great but it's just the it's the it's the right weight class
1: yeah 100%
0: and right right class. that's 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 really all I have to say about that It's just like he's wrestling at the right weight class and you're seeing the product of it
1: yeah and that's you know that's one of those things where we talked about the all-time top 10 list um, you know where they're taking away weights now it's like Logan Steber may never get a chance to compete in the Olympics if they don't change the weight class it's because 45 is not a weight class for him. That's not a good weight it's class for just, him. It's just
0: not, man. It's just he, too big. It's not. It's too big. And he can't big. make
1: 25. And, that, and that's unfair to him.
0: This weight is the perfect weight for him. And yeah. I think – I'd be shocked if he doesn't medal, Ben.
1: Yeah, I, honestly. I, Wouldn't you? Yeah, I feel the same way. He was so dominant here. Um, I love what he does on top. He was so strong he was on top. He's Got the trapped um,
0: arm leg in series from Roselli. Yep. He's obviously got the bar. Yep. He's getting better at attacking ankles, low level laces, yep. and stuff like that. I mean, he's total package on top. And you know, his gut has got to be just a freaking bear. Yeah.
1: So I I loved what he was doing on top. Um, and hey, Tommy, I gotta I gotta laugh. I just got this text. It always comes to my computer, You can never hear them. So I, I was I was recruiting teams for my Winter Classic duels today. <laughs> And there, I went to this website of this one team, and I, you know, I got the guy, the coach's number off it. And I texted him, hey, this is Ben asking You want to come to the duels? And this dude, Tommy, has been texting me, like, the rest of the day. So I texted him, hey, you want to come? He said, bro, homie, who is this? I ain't Jeff. I'm Tyrone. <laughs> and I said, guess I got the wrong number. Sorry. He said, bro, homie. And then he said, yo, ye, you like g Easy? And I said, I said, sure, Far Alone's a good song. He goes, how? And he said, how about opportunity cost? What state y'all live in? Like, <laughs> what? What is this guy doing? Like, uh, He just wants to talk to a stranger or something. That's right. I like it. I My like man it. Tyrone called me bro
0: homie. You're the f- perfect guy to have a random text <laughs> station.
1: I kind of regretted that I even responded in the first <laughs> place and now he keeps texting me. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so we were talking about how, how tough Steve was on top. I love it. He's a beast. I think he's gonna. Uh, um, I think he's gonna medal. Medal very high at, at the. Uh, world I mean, time. I yeah.
0: I mean, I I see him winning it. I could
1: see him winning and, it for and sure. I, and I,
0: and I want, I'm willing to go as far to say as I'll be surprised if he doesn't medal.
1: Okay, so hey, let me take this back again to the world. The the ten weight classes versus the six. It's such a big difference, Tommy. And these old timers don't want to give credence to it. But think about like a Dake, right? If there was a say a 74, 170, yeah, 100, let's 100, just, 100.
0: let's just go deep on this and just you know act like. Uh, you know, a, a millennial that needs our safe space and really just talk about this openly and honest. Uh, Shut and the just, hell up. Just bag Talk about, old, old about time.
1: reality here, Tommy.
0: I know. Let's talk about reality. The reality is, is that if you got 10 weights times three medals, that's 30 medals. You got six weights at the Olympics times four medals, that's 24 medals. No, okay? but
1: Tommy, there, there isn't the point of it. There's, There's uh, almost as many medals, but the issue is, certain individuals are totally screwed by the weight classes.
0: That is true. That's that is the true. huge
1: issue right there. Certain individuals are totally screwed by these weight classes. And so it's, it's not fair because the gaps are so large. The gaps are so big between some of these weight classes that it's hard to be competitive. If Logan, Logan Stieber is our great example. Logan Stieber is never going to be competitive in the Olympic gear because he's just too small. And if, if the weight class is yet, 134 and – yet,
0: and yet, and yet he's going to walk onto the mat at the world championships. And I think the other countries would agree as, as a you know, top three or four guy in the world yeah, entering mean, the tournament.
1: Yeah, he's beaten some of the better guys at 65 kilos being significantly understized. But then you throw someone like uh, you know, a Daker or a Taylor if there's, if there's a 175-ish weight class um, – you know, somewhere in there above 162. Because that that gap 163 to 189 is just, it, and that's the gap I'm in. Um, if I, you know, if I were to ever want to compete again, it's
0: like. I one, actually think it's the worst gap.
1: It's the worst one. It's terrible.
0: And then there's some bad ones in there. I'm not saying yeah. that, uh, but but I think that's the worst one.
1: It's 26 pounds, Tommy. Do you 20, realize how big to that is? 43,
0: though, is, is bad, too. That's
1: pretty bad. These that's are freaking good. weight classes. Fila, Fila or UWW, get your shit together, boy. Add some damn weight classes. Tell the Olympics to shove it.
0: Make wrestling great again.
1: For God's sake, I'm going to start my own damn. Tommy, I swear to God, if I if I well, I don't play the lottery because it's a waste of money. But if I if I somehow make many many millions of dollars, I will be hosting my own world championships, and uh, and it can go go. Out of I it. think you I don't want to turn out the with, cuss on radio.
0: You can do it with one camp registration at a time. <laughs> Ooh,
1: there we go. Okay, you know. Um, so Graf was second place. Graf is so dominant, Tommy, but he's so bad in the finals. This guy can't win shit. I mean, I don't tough. I don't want to belittle him, but he always he blows it. I mean, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't even slightly competitive against of against Logan Stever. Um, 10-0 10-0. 10-0, 10-0. So Jason
0: Ness gave gave Logan the best match of the tournament.
1: Ness is tough. I, I got to watch a, I mean, you know, Nick Lee, now we're kind of going back in the bracket, but Nick Lee um, Beat up Alan Waters. Now, Alan Waters probably it, this isn't his best weight class. Freestyle is not
0: necessarily his bag. Yeah. It's just,
1: and, uh, and it's not his weight class either. But Nick Lee beating you, a high school kid beating you up is pretty bad. Um, but then Ness, I mean, Ness just goes out, take down gut, take down gut lacer. I can't remember how it went, but it was 10 no, definitely less than a minute uh, over Nick Lee, so he just made him look bad. Um, then Ness was very competitive against. Uh, Stieber in the semis, more
0: competitive than the score would indicate.
1: And then, um, and then Ness beats up on Nishan Sean Garrett, and then he beats up on Cody Brewer and the wrestle back. I mean, that, that's a pretty impressive run there that Jason Ness went on. And you know, there's another guy that I would say this is this is the best weight class for him. One, 145 or I'm sorry, 143 is just too big for him. Um, and then I want to go back. So wait, what do you think about Graff? Graf just can't wrestle in the finals. Is that is that what we're getting down to?
0: I mean, history would show you that he's really dominant in a lot of rounds other than the finals. So, So, yeah.
1: Okay, because, I mean, he hammered Cody Brewer. Cody Brewer hammered Tony Ramos.
0: It's weird, like, it's weird because I think Graph is great, but going into the finals.
1: You knew knew there was no chance.
0: I I was just like, man, Logan's going to dominate. Yeah. I, I mean, I maybe might not might not have said ten o ten o, but I, you know that's twenty to nothing in, in six minutes of wrestling, four minutes and six seconds, and a minute and forty six. So he yeah. beat he beat Tyler Graff twenty to zero in six minutes of wrestling.
1: Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Hey, did you watch? Um, and this may have been the match turn. Did you watch Brewer versus Nishan Garrett? I know we saw
0: fifteen no, twelve. I saw the score. Okay. But no,
1: no, it was a fall. It was a fall. Oh, okay. Okay, but so so Brewer goes up big right away. And then, but there's this, this, when we're talking about bad refing, Tommy, I, I watched this five times, and, and I was like, scratch my head, and then I, I called Sam Hazelwinkle, because Sam Hazelwinkle was in the corner. So, Garrett's got an underhook, and, he, and he's down, and let me think what the score was. The score was 7-11, to 11, okay? And he's, he pushes Brewer towards the edge, and Brewer freaking bombs him, right? Just black drop, boom, hard. Um. There was no pause on his back. There was nothing on Brewer's part. Right. Well, they go for Garrett, right? And, um, you know, I thought, hey, maybe I saw that wrong. Well, then, so then Brewer's corner, which is Sam Hazelwinkle, uh, they throw the ball in the, the challenge block, right? They look at it, and they still award for Garrett and then give him the point. And, Tommy, I don't know how it is even possible that this happened. I mean, <laughs> it is that clear. I mean, okay, even if you say Nishan Garrett stepped out of bounds, well, I would think he'd be able to continue his action, but if not, you give him one. I mean, he didn't, his back didn't even, it wasn't even like a split-second stop on his back. He freaking bombed him. It was such a terrible call. I don't even know what to say. Just bad. Um, okay, so so we, we hit up 60, 61 kilo pretty good. I think Logan Seaver's going to do really well. Let's let's skip up to 70, the other Olympic weight class. Uh, and so you had a mini tournament here, and then the mini tournament winner got James Green because James he Green, was the
0: world medalist in fifteen. Correct in Vegas.
1: So what? What do you tell me? What you feel about this weight class?
0: I mean, the guys we said would be in the thick of it, we were in the thick of it, and you had some flashes of brilliance from folks like Mymar, um, but just not ready to get through. A tough tournament like that at that level, I don't feel any worse about. Uh, did I say Mymar? I mean, I. you I said you meant I, said, I so, meant Isaiah Martinez.
1: I and you know I knew what you meant.
0: Yeah, I'm just the Buckeye guy. Anyways, um, I don't feel any less. Really? I don't feel any, no, I do. Not at all.
1: And uh, I, I definitely. I'll tell you when I watched him do what he did to Kellen Russell, which was it was ugly. And Kellen Russell's very good, two-time NCAA champ. Um, I mean, he made him look terrible, Tom. He just, just dominated, you know. I thought, oh, shit, he's going he's gonna to win this tournament for sure. And then I, he's already got wins over James Green, so I think he beat James Green. But Jimmy Kennedy veteraned him. He veteraned him all day long. That's
0: why I don't feel bad about it.
1: But I don't know. I mean, it's not like Isaiah's a kid anymore. What's he? Probably 21, 22 years old. And you got to make some of those adjustments. And he just kept trying to force the underhooks when the underhooks weren't there. And, um, and then that obviously gave – Kennedy the opportunity to score a whole bunch of points and when when Imar tried to you know when he kind of did finally change his game plan in the second period it, it started working more and then obviously he came back and it ended up 109 but I don't know those those are some um, man those are some adjustments you you got to make as a you know now he, he's a 21 22 year old he's not he's not a he's not a young guy anymore he's got to figure it out yeah but
0: I, I feel like Isaiah Martinez is uh, the greatness in him has nothing to do with his ability to have tactics and strategy in a match. And it's all about his power, his explosion, his fortitude. Sure. Uh, sure. You know. And so yeah, I just feel like what he got what he, I feel like what he got beat on is not something that he can't fix literally in short order. Sure. Um,
1: okay. I can agree with that.
0: So, anyways. But he yeah, did, and, uh, and, He got out. Fox. He got Sly Fox yeah. throwing the, for this <laughs> But and
1: you know what's funny is Jimmy Kennedy was at one point a 61 kilo guy. Remember that?
0: Yeah, Jimmy Kennedy is jacked right now, Ben. Yeah. I don't even I don't even know what's going on over he? there up there in Ann Arbor. Is he, he is he? jacked.
1: Nice. Um. So, but he didn't. He didn't offer much resistance to Jordan Oliver. Did he? I mean, Jordan, no. He Jordan, didn't. And Jordan was. Uh, I don't. I don't. Want, and I don't even want to say this because Oliver's got national titles. But Oliver's another guy who, in freestyle, I mean, he, goes, he goes 12-1 over Lavalley, 8-2 over Chamberlain, 9-2 over Kennedy. And then, I don't know, when watching the finals, him and James Green, I just feel like his offense is so dynamic, but he never lets it go. He just doesn't, you know? I feel like, yeah. he, hey man, you gotta let this go. And see what happens, and you know if great stuff happens, it does. If bad stuff happens, it doesn't.
0: Well, I'll tell you, man. I mean, you, you you essentially, no matter how good your training environment is post college, it's not as it's not as uh, consistent and as watched over and as scrutinized and watched with the magnifying glasses. Of college, and I think that you know Jordan Oliver, he's he's great. Right, but I think that he really benefited from consistency over a period of time. Type training at the collegiate level, where he was really, really, really clean and sharp, um, at the end of the year. And you know, he's he's great, but I I feel like I've seen him. He's better at tactics and strategy now, but I've seen him wrestle cleaner and sharper when he was in college. And I don't mean that as a slight; it's more of an observation. Because he's still competing at a high level with these guys, both domestically and internationally. But I've just seen him have cleaner, crisper shots when he was working out, you know, heavily all the time, every day for three or four months.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. But you know, he comes up short against James Green, and uh, it it was uh, it, it was super close, but just doesn't get the job done. Which is, you know, I feel like. I feel like he's been in a bunch of finals. I feel like he's lost a Metcalf like that a few times. Um, didn't he lose to Kellen Russell in the finals one time? Maybe. I might not imagine. sure. And I feel like there's someone else he lost to in the finals like that. So, anyways, um, James Green looked good. Good, not great, I would say. I think is obviously a threat for another world, world medal. Has good, good, solid offense. But uh, you know, even more than anything, because finally in the second match, Oliver did start letting it fly a little more towards the end and. And Green's defense—you know—he gave up some points, but his defense held up. So yeah, you want, he looked good, man. You want to go to these non—non uh, world team trial weights? You already talked about sixty-five.
0: We can do a once-over. Nico Megalutus beating a Russian—good, good, good win. Nice, nice win, especially right out of college. I was impressed with that. I thought he looked pretty good. I watched a couple of his matches. Um,
1: heavyweight, you got, and this is your own best, yeah. Anthony Nelson, Tony Nelson over Don Bradley. Um, but only seven people showed up at heavyweight. I thought that was weird. Yeah, it's um, brutal. brutal. And then only Greatest eight, weight class ever, and they uh, can't you know, show eight up. Eight people showed up at 97 kg, and that was Dustin Kilgoyne over J.T. Felix. Um, nothing too notable there. 86 kilogram is Aaron Trotman over Timmy McCall. Timmy Austin Ma- Trotman. Come on, dude. Oh, shoot. Austin Trotman. Uh, I almost had to fight this guy once. <laughs> I got so <laughs> mad. Tommy, this dude. This sneaky snake. He when I was coaching a sneaky leg, snake. he's like a little. Is he like a little he, sly fox? He pulled. He pulled. It was overtime wrestling a kid named Jake Meredith that I coached on the stone. He pulled the front headgear strap to a double leg. I was like, how did the ref not see that? Like it was, <laughs> it was so obvious. He like posted and then he slid his fingers in and he pulled the headgear real fast and blasted a double leg. And I was like. How did the ref not see that? How did he not, like, that is just, like, blatant cheating. I don't even know what oh, yeah. to say.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, but I think the surprise of this bracket was Timmy McCall with the over, 10-0 over over Richard Perry in the semis. I mean, that's a, that's a big win for him.
0: No um, doubt. No doubt. I mean, that's a big deal. A lot of people are high on Richard Perry. I am. But, you know, McCall beating him is, you know, obviously impressive.
1: Yep. And then you got... Um, the big I, think, I guess the other big one from the non Darren yeah,
0: Darren's are beating the yeah, world medalist I and mean, it's a big one. deal. This is a guy right fresh out of college. You got Megalutus knocking off the Russian. Do you know anything about Badger Dinov? Badger Dinov. What
1: the
0: that's point? the guy who Megalutus beat?
1: No, I don't know shit about him.
0: Okay. Either <laughs> do I. Uh but I do know Abdak Muradov. Yeah, he beat
1: Burroughs two months ago.
0: Yeah, so it's a good win. So that's for a Patrick. really good win. Good really win. good win.
1: That's going to be a fun weight class this year because you're going to have Deeringer, you're going to have Dakin, you're going to have Burrows, along with probably uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Mark Hall hopped in there, Dream World Champion, um, and a bunch of other studs. That, that's going to be a fun weight class, I think. No doubt. Who else could hop in there? IMR's probably going to stay at, at 54, at uh, I, I, you know, kilo. You know I
0: I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Pico is big enough by then.
1: He ain't wrestling. He'll fight,
0: dude. He's gonna wrestle.
1: No, he's not.
0: How much do you want to bet? He's at the Olympic trials in twenty twenty. Has he told you that? No. I
1: heard heard this dude can fight. Like no joke. I've been talking to guys in the gym, and they were like, "This dude is freaking good." Like they said, (laughs) they said he hits hard. He's precise. Obviously, his wrestling's top notch. But yeah, they said, man, for a little dude, he hits hard. He hits really, really hard.
0: Really. Yeah.
1: So this dude's gonna be making too much money. To I be bet bad, he's wrestling deal. in the trials. What do you want bet? I get my I get a signature Rudis shoe if you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big
0: bet right there, Tommy.
1: You making the, the Rudis? No, so
0: I'm gonna give you a signature Rudis shoe.
1: Yeah, the funky.
0: <laughs> no, I'm gonna give you one of our signature shoes if No, no no, no,
1: no, no! You just agreed to making me the funky shoe <laughs> if Pico doesn't wrestle in 2020.
0: We should make a T-Row and Funky shoe.
1: T-Row and Funky shoe. Hey,
0: speaking of T-Row and Funky. (laughs) Where's
1: on the side looking I've been working
0: out for three weeks, Ben. I've lost seven pounds. Whoa! Um, I probably could make it through the first period of a match at this point.
1: There we go. So what kind of workout have you been doing? A little CrossFit, a little running, what?
0: Uh, A little soccer mom workout. um, Monday through Friday. Hot hot yoga?
1: I like some hot yoga.
0: Some hot wow. yoga, a little stretching, uh, you know, some intervals on the treadmill, <laughs> oh, there jump, you go. Rope, stuff like that. But um,
1: wrestling's hard. Don't wrestle until like the last little bit. Maybe just drill. You know, get get your body moving. Well, I right what Didn't
0: add is like, are we doing this Midlands thing? That's well, what I got mean, me motivated.
1: Well, yeah, you know, we got 13 months still. Your, your skills haven't diminished, Tommy. It's like riding a freaking bicycle. They're still there.
0: Ah, so, the timing, timing. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's not so, so not so nice you right now. You don't
1: need to spend a lot of months training. You just need you need to get in shape. You need to make it happen and then maybe the last like six weeks you do some wrestling but like I, I just can't, can't have week, any maybe.
0: super studs enter the tournament well
1: Tommy you, you know you need to kind of realize you're an old man now you can't be the Tommy Rollins that was attacking the legs on so just two or, one idiot, leg you know, attack
0: man. per period no
1: like- you just got to be heavy on him and let these dumb kids make mistakes.
0: Well, that's true. They they're, take, they're
1: 18 you know. and twenty year old kids. They don't know what the. Hell I got to be doing. in good
0: enough shape to clear ties at all times. No,
1: you sprawl and then you break them down. And yeah, you, but you I, I, I can't have these.
0: some Iowa or Minnesota guy just banging on my head for six minutes. I'll pass out by the third period. I gotta get. You I just, gotta no.
1: You, and then you stand up, and then they're like, "Oh no, I gotta shoot." And then they shoot, and then boom, they're done.
0: I it's could easy. bait. I could. I could bait them. I could like invite them to shoot on my legs. Yeah, I
1: love it when people shoot my legs. Come on, bring it, kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are, are you doing this? Are I, we doing think, the Midlands team?
1: This. It sounds like we're doing it. it
0: sure we got thirteen like, months.
1: Got thirteen months. We could do it.
0: All right.
1: Well, yeah, we, you know, we'll probably start recruiting next spring or so. Uh, okay, uh, recruiting classes. I guess the the big one that came out today. Was Dayton fixed to Oklahoma State? I felt like I felt like this was obvious, you know. I felt like I think it was obvious, it was like, duh. Even, and,
0: even yeah, I think it was obvious to everyone, man. They've and been
1: trying to draw this one out like it's a surprise or something. Like we all knew where that dude was going.
0: Well, yeah, it's Give just me a break. I, I kind of think it's weird that kids are doing it like that now.
1: I mean, like, it's, I, I get it, you know, like from Flo's perspective, I get it because that's what they do. But like I said, from for Dayton fixed for some of these guys, oh, you know, like when. Whitlake and Bravo Young did it. Like I didn't know where those dudes were going. Right. But I could have told you where Dayton Fix was going. The dude was going to Oklahoma State. His dad wrestled with John Smith. If if he tried going somewhere else, John Smith would have went and put a lasso on his ass and drug him to Stillwater. I mean, it would have been that easy. Yeah. I mean, no, that was that was done deal. All right. So let's go through some of these recruiting classes that are that are really good, and you can give me your take on who the best one is. Um, you know, and some of these are obviously. They're a little bit bigger, and some of them got a little more pop at the top. But one that I, I, I really like um, right off the bat is, is Cornell's. And it's not super deep. They have, they have some guys, but, you know, it's headlined by, by Vitalia Rujia and Yain Dehacamalas. Look at you, dude. De- I always mess it. Dehacamalas. I don't know. Anyways.
0: Do and it. Dehac- Try I think it's Give a shot.
1: I believe it's Okay. Anyways.
0: Okay. So you stepped up.
1: Yeah, I think it is, and I and and I think those two guys are guys who are going to place a lot of times at the NCAA tournament, no doubt. So, so from that point, you know, and, that, and that's what, um, that's what a lot of you, you know, how many points are they, they going to get at the NCAA tournament from those guys? And I, I, think the answer, the answer I'm saying is a lot. Um, Iowa had a very good recruiting class, so you got and. and I, the, the one that just came out recently was Jacob Warner and Mark Perry has to be pissed about this one in Illinois because um, Jacob Warner is not far away from from Champaign Illinois right and so I know Mark Perry was really wanted to get him but Iowa landed him uh, Max Murin, Spencer Lee who's the number one guy in the class that you know I think he's a, a first sure winner there and then and Luke Troy um, a really tough kid out of California so I think they have a really strong class. Uh, Iowa State right down the road's got Austin Gomez, Jared Verclearin, uh Jake LR, Marcus Coleman. Um, good, not great. And I you know, obviously we talked about how bad Iowa State struggled and one of the things that I think they, they really struggle on is, is mat wrestling. And and so uh, obviously you gotta get the kids into college and then you gotta develop the kids into what they're gonna become.
0: No doubt. I mean it's I don't know. It's, it's, who, what other good classes do we have?
1: Well, we got. What about the Ohio State University?
0: Ohio State did well. I don't think it's the best class, but you got Singletary. You've got who is kind of kind of a sleeper. He, people would um, be a
1: sleeper. He's ranked like number one.
0: No, Romero is what I was talking oh, about. Oh, I'm Caleb sorry, Romero. Romero is a little bit of a sleeper, only because he doesn't wrestle out of state. Yeah. Um. But the kid's got. But he's count. like he
1: plays like three sports or something.
0: Yeah, he's got but like if
1: talent existed, he would have it.
0: Yeah, he has a lot of innate gifts, as as you and Martin would put it, or innate advantages. I think is one of those. Yeah, he's got a lot of those innate advantages, such as speed, power, uh, quickness, and agility. But anyways, he has like a trillion yards rushing and a million yards passing, and his team's twelve and zero uh, right now, and he's the quarterback um, in the state playoffs. So you know they have him, and then you know those are the two headliners. Um, I think they were waiting on Dayton Fix, even though I don't think anybody should be surprised to your point. Yeah. Um, well, you know
1: the class I really like, and this is uh, this is your boy here. I really like Oklahoma's class. It might not have the standouts like the Spencer Lear or like the Dayton Fix or Jacob Warner, like we talked about some of those schools he had. But really, they, they got some great depth, and for someone who's just taking over a program like Lou Roselli is, that's kind of what you need, right? Yeah. I mean, you know you're not going to get the stars, and honestly, I would rate this class higher than Oklahoma State's class, um, and that's something that Oklahoma hasn't done in a long time. So they got Dom Demas, who's from Ohio. They got Kyle Lawson from Ohio. They have Anthony Manthanona from California, who I, I I'm weary of him. He's so up and down, and... College. If you're up and down, it's that's gonna be a rough go. Right. Um, they got Tanner Luttrell out of Oklahoma, Matthew Waddell out of Georgia, and a kid named Jacob Woodley out of Pennsylvania. Who I watched at Super 32, and and um, he's not great yet, but I, I think he's gonna be really good. So um, that's a I, I believe that's a really deep, strong class. I think um, that
0: Oklahoma has the deepest class. Like out of all of Oklahoma's kids, they're they're fourth or fifth fifth best is better than any other school's fourth or fifth best.
1: I would say, yeah, I, I like their class a lot, yeah. I
0: don't so because of that, I think you got to put them in the top five, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I don't know that anyone's put out recruiting class rankings yet, but I would say they, they'd go very happy there. Their um,
0: number one guy on the big board is, I think it's Demas.
1: No, oh, their number one guy.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Dom Demas at number 28. Yeah. Um. Then you got Litterell at 33. Then you got um, Montanona at 42. Um, Yeah,
1: they fall fall right in there.
0: Yeah, and then you got Jake Boyd at 55. Then you got Lawson. Where's he at?
1: Uh, They're all top 100. I don't know exactly where they're all. Yeah, I
0: would say that's the deepest class.
1: Yeah, really really tough
0: class. There's just not a guy on that list that is surefire, take it to the bank. He's stepping on the mat as a freshman and just freaking – Taking dudes out. Yeah. And As then, Iowa's got a guy in Spencer Lee. Cornell's got a guy in Di- Mahalas, And Aruja. And um, Aruja's Arugia, the real deal. And Warner's the uh,
1: real deal at Iowa. So they both uh, have a couple. And uh, then – Fix has
0: a guy. Uh, Oklahoma State has a guy. I mean, the Singletary. And Penn
1: State's got um, Nick Lee and Brady Burgey, who are both, I believe they're both top 10 pound for pound. So that's, you know. Penn State's, Ohio kind State's of, got
0: Singletary, who. I mean, I just like how he's built for a big guy. I mean, how if anybody that can well, hit what, a head,
1: What do you know about big the guys? Day,
0: well, here's here's the thing about um, if you can hit, truly hit a good head inside single leg, a sure. good one. Okay. A good one. Okay. You're 230 pounds with height. Yeah. How do you lose? How, how do you not get all American? In yeah.
1: I mean, when you're looking at it.
0: You get that corner, dude. Yeah. If you get that corner. I mean, that's all. I mean. That was Mark Ellis' playbook. I coached him in Missouri. Right.
1: Yeah, and when, well, I mean, really, Tommy, though, when we look at the heavyweights over the last however many years, uh, there haven't been any 285-pound giants that have had a, a huge amount of success. You know, it's been almost all 240 to 260, we'll say. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, that's kind of where you're going right now with the heavyweights, and that's something that is going to grow into.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. He's so, got to get a year. He needs a year, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, th- I
1: think that's
0: important. He is a string bean right now.
1: Uh, and and the last one, uh, Nick. Like I said Nick Lee and Brady Berge. Nick Lee's freaking good. Brady Berge, And that's, that's and I just don't get what and and I, you know, I I'm not running the team. Do you have you heard that do you uh, listen to the FRL at all with Willie and no, CP? No, I'm well, <laughs> that And I can't. Okay, well uh, it's on iTunes. Just like hey, speaking of iTunes, we're on iTunes. If, if, subscribe to us if you're listening to us on SoundCloud. Uh, but, but <laughs> there's this clip where CP is like, I can't remember if he was questioning Kale or something. And then Kale goes, "Oh, you got a plan?" <laughs> and so when whenever they start talking about Penn State's lineup, Willie just plays that clip. Oh, you got a plan? <laughs> <laughs> <The> CP. <laughs> That's <laughs> and great. The guy laughing. It's a really funny part. So that is. It, it's hilarious. So to this point, I I don't know that I have a plan, but. Tommy and, and, and if you're getting these guys you can't turn them down but they got now Nick Lee, Brady Berge, Mason Manville, Mark Hall, uh, Vincenzo Joseph, they're all like the same weight class.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I know oh, and these are guys with a lot of innate advantages.
1: God dang it Tommy, we're going to have to have this out one time.
0: <laughs> the thing is
1: there's no such thing as talent because especially in wrestling any 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 set of innate advantages can make you successful. So, what is talent? You can't define it. You can't put a finger on it, Tommy. Because being strong doesn't make you good, or having endurance doesn't make you good, or being mentally tough doesn't make you good. It takes a unique combination.
0: We should have a live live debate, a real one, about wrestling without the presidential tonality and have someone ask us questions. Because I want a piece of you. (laughs)
1: I'd stomp you. (laughs) I'd stomp a mud hole in your butt. (laughs) Uh, okay, so let's go. Last topic of the day, and I, I don't know how much of this I'm giving year, but... it to
0: Cornell is what I, we didn't even get to. Who uh, I, we okay, didn't...
1: I like Cornell's class. I like I'm unfortunately it to I like Iowa's class too.
0: I know I'm going Cornell, then Iowa, then uh, Penn State.
1: Man, Penn State's so good because you know they have these two. Really, I mean, they're really superstars. Yeah. I would say, and then they follow up with Bravo Young and Whitlake in the next class. They already got them, and then. Nickley's brother, I believe, is a junior or sophomore, and then they got Adam Busciello. So it's like, man, they got this freaking pipeline right now.
0: Yeah, and then I'd say they're, the next three, and I don't know what order I'd go with the Buckeyes, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. Oh,
1: uh, you rating the Buckeyes way too high.
0: Some, well, I, I I put a lot of credence in Romero.
1: You know that um, you know that Missouri signed two Ohio boys this year, right?
0: Yeah, I know. Um,
1: Alan, Alan Hart and um, Jared Campbell.
0: St. Ed's boy. Yep.
1: I believe they're both St. Ed's kids. Yep. Nice. Jared Campbell,
0: St. Ed's. Nice. I don't know much about this kid. I gotta look him up. He's
1: a he's two twenty pounder. He won, I believe, he won full Nationals or second place, maybe somewhere in there. Tough kid.
0: There's a dirty flow video. Of, maybe I'll watch it while we're going to our next topic. There
1: we go. Okay, so our next topic would be uh, the Journeyman Classics. Did, did you uh, did you catch any of that? And you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to bring this up was because. If you, if you do remember, um, Matt Storniolo, we had him on a few weeks ago, was talking about kind of these, uh, a mini-tournament type of Which uh, is thing, what this is. Which is essentially what this is. And you know what? I kind of think it's interesting because everyone does the same bracketing format, open tournaments. And I thought this was kind of interesting. And, and, you know, I don't think you need five, six, seven, eight matches in a day like some people get in those large open tournament brackets. I think for these guys to get three, three or four matches um, with people who are up of their approximate skill level, right? Because they were bracketed um, roughly by how good they were. Uh, you know, I thought I think that's exactly what you need at this time of the season.
0: Yeah, I th- I like the the logic and the the approach that Storniolo had, and the Tournament Classic uh, run by Papalizio, who you say we're gonna have on the show.
1: We need to have Papalizio on. I show,
0: think we bro. need. Uh, yeah, I did like. Did you see what he's doing in the spring? We need Tommy? East Coast guys on the show. Tommy, did to come you see what he's doing us... in the spring? What?
1: This freaking—he's got like a, a youth, a youth slash high school world championship. This dude's got like twenty countries coming. Tommy.
0: Yeah, he's a promoter. It's freaking
1: insane! I can't. We need
0: a, we need an East Coast guy on the show to come on here and tell us how stupid we are. And I think he, Papalizio is the guy for the job.
1: What? What? Stupid? Who's stupid?
0: <laughs> I'll just say, East Coast people just love to smack you uh, around. I know probably. they do, don't
1: they? And Frank's a hustler. I mean, he's oh, yeah. for real. Um, you know, one thing I thought that maybe you wouldn't like about it, mean, we're not going to talk about all these weight classes because it is quite a few. One thing I thought you'd be kind of disappointed in is that your man, Keyshawn, kind of got his butt kicked.
0: Yeah, he lost 7-0 to Jack, and I was talking to – a person who will remain unnamed in the Ohio State Wrestling Program. And um, I like this Keyshawn guy. He's just got a nice, good attitude. I'm I'm thinking long-term, not not in the next three weeks. I just like this guy. But when you score zero points, that's a problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, seriously, I mean
0: (laughs) – uh, when you, but if you think about it, Ben, uh, funny, let, no, let, man, let's break funny. it down. Though. He
1: didn't get an escape or a takedown. I get it.
0: Yeah, when you score zero points, even if it's three to zero, that's a problem. Sure. That's a problem. That that speaks to a lot of things.
1: That, that being said, I mean, Kevin Jack's a freaking beast on top.
0: He is. He, he is. But I'm just telling you that when you score zero, it speaks to a lot of a lot of issues that need to get fixed. Sure. Because either you had to avoid mat wrestling or you got ridden out, one or the other, right? Yeah. That's gotcha. huge. That That's is. huge in the, from yeah, the quarters. Okay, okay from,
1: you're making a good point here.
0: From the quarters on at the NCAA, yes. if you choose neutral or get ridden out, you're, you are in deep doo-doo, okay? Last time I remember somebody choose neutral, I remember it's clear as day. Nathan Tomasello chose neutral going in. To the um, second, going into the second period against Allen Waters, that was the last time I saw a guy choose neutral and win. And I don't know if there. I remember the time other than that prior to it. And so, if you score zero in a match against a ranked guy, that is a red alert. Let's fix the problems right away because you got to be able to generate points. If you lose, if you lose freaking eleven to six, and you had two takedowns, and you know. I feel better about eleven to six than I do three to nothing.
1: Sure, hey, you Does that makes make sense. You, no, you're making a great point. You're making a really good point. And uh, and I I would say I agree with you. And that's something a lot of freshmen struggle with is getting off bottom. And that's that is an issue. That's definitely an issue.
0: I think the kid's going to overcome it.
1: Okay, so let's let's talk about um, let's finish up with this this uh, journeyman classic. I think it's, uh, I can't remember. Tournament yeah, stuff. We're, there, we're, we're
0: having fun talking about Keyshawn.
1: Yeah. Um, Micah Jordan looks good. Uh, he, gets, uh, he gets the win with three, three tough wins. Finals over Lake Gardner. That's a good sign. Um, maybe people would have liked to see him be a little more dominant there. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, but, you know, he's in a new weight class. He's doing just fine, if you ask me. Sure. Beating All-American last week.
1: Cool. Well, I want to give a shout-out to... My man, Andrew Krohn, Arrowhead High School alumni and AWA wrestler. He got the big W. He's now a junior at the University of Wisconsin. Beat Josh Marouk from Arizona State. 13-1 in the finals. I'm going to close this podcast out myself because Tommy has now gone off for the fourth time. Uh, The other weight that was actually really good at this, uh, well, there's a couple good matches. There was uh, Anthony Valencia. Had a really good one against Dylan Cottrell. If you haven't got the chance to check that out on Flow, make sure you check that out. And then his brother, Zahid, and Ethan Ramos at 170. You know, this is hard. I never really hosted a podcast by myself, so I'm doing it now. Uh, At heavyweight, we had Connor Medbury with the win, and this is the most competitive weight class, with the win over Tanner Hall. Um, Tanner Hall obviously had a big week last week, beating the number six and the number four. So like like I said, Tommy has left us once again. So I'm going to close this one out myself. Uh, I think I am very much looking forward to the Virginia Tech uh, at Northern Iowa match this Friday, but I'm looking even more forward to Missouri-Virginia Tech on Sunday. That's going to be a great match. Uh, a lot of Ranked wrestlers matching up, obviously. You got number five uh, versus number six. Missouri being number five, Virginia Tech being number six. Um, and there's gonna be tight, tight matches all the way through the duel. I think Zach Zavatsky versus William Nicholas is a is a really important matchup. And then uh, you know right that one two three, five, you got Barlow McGee and Joey Dance. They went to overtime. That's another one. Uh, right off the bat, it's going to be a really, really, really good match. Uh, so thank you guys all for listening. Sorry, that was a rough show with Tommy logging off so many times on us. Uh, and thank you, Donald Romance, for the sponsorship. And thank you, as always, to Defend Soap. Defend what you have built. Guys, next week we will be back with episode number 50. I honestly can't believe we made it that far.
0: And we're going to make wrestling great again. You are listening to the T Row and Funky Show brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built.